our call to worship this morning. Um, yes, good, excellent. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and, and rejoice in, in it. it. This is the year that the Lord has begun. We, we will rejoice, rejoice and be glad in it. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is good to those who hope in Him, to those who seek Him. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord. Let us remain standing and sing, Great is thy faithfulness. Bless. 
try not to move very much today, apparently. Um, why don't you be seated for a time of prayer? Father in heaven, thank you so much for gathering us together this morning, uh, not only on the first Sunday of the year, but the first day of the year. We look back and we are so grateful for the year that it's been. It has been a difficult year for this world, uh, a lot of struggles in this world, uh, and yet it has also been a year filled with beauty and blessing from you. Lord, we praise you for how we were able to get together again this year, how we were able to start up ministries again this year in the ways that we have done them before, how we were able to have things like VBS and uh, ecumenical services and all kinds of wonderful things. Lord, we are grateful for the year that has been. And we are grateful for whatever comes in this upcoming year, knowing that you, O oh God, are our comfort and strength, that we belong to you, body and soul. Thank you, O oh God. We rejoice in this year and are glad in it. Amen. Amen. Our Old Testament reading, our first Old Testament reading is from Isaiah 62, verses 1 to 5 and 11 to 12, in which we read these words. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet. Till her vindication shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. The nations will see your vindication and all kings your glory. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. No longer will they call you deserted or name your land desolate, but you will be called Hephzibah and your land Beulah. For the Lord will take delight in you and your land will be married. As a young man marries a young woman, so will your builder marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you. The Lord has made a proclamation to the ends of the earth. Say to the daughter of Zion, see, your Savior comes. See, His reward is with Him and His recompense accompanies Him. They will be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you will be called sought after. And, you will be, and the city no longer deserted. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Our first New Testament reading is from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, in which we read these words. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of the darkness into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. 
mercy. Let us remain seated and go through our next responsive reading. Through the work of Jesus Christ, we belong to Him. Through Through Jesus' Jesus' work work on the the cross, cross, God God gave gave us us a a new name. name. Let us discover anew and accept with new assurance that we are who God says we are, holy and redeemed people who belong to Him. Thank you, our Father, for changing our name. We shall no longer be called wounded, outcast, lonely, or afraid. Our new name shall be the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, Sought after, the city no longer deserted. People of God, let us take up our new name with new confidence to live this year as the people of God we are called to be, so that we may indeed be sought after. May others seek God's face because of us in this coming year. Let us stand together and sing, if you are able, who you say I am. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me his love for me, oh, his love for me, who the sun sets free, oh, is free indeed, I'm a child of God, yes, I am, free at last he has ransomed me, his grace runs deep. While I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, he died for me. Who the Son sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of Yes, I am. 
Continue to worship in song with yet not I, but through Christ in me. gift of grace is Jesus my Redeemer. There is no more for heaven now to give. He is my joy, my righteousness and freedom, my steadfast love, my deep and boundless peace. To this I The night is dark, but I am not forsaken. For by my side, the Savior, he will stay. I labor on in weakness and rejoicing. For in my need, his power is displayed. To this I hope, my shepherd will defend. fate I dread, I know I am forgiven. The future sure, the price it has been paid. For Jesus bled and suffered for my pardon, and he was raised to overcome the grave. To this I hope my sin can sing, I am free, yet not I, but through Christ in me. With every breath, I long to follow Jesus, for he has said that he will bring Day by day, I know he will renew me until. 
till I stand with joy before the throne. To this I hope, my hope is only Jesus. All the glory evermore to Him. When the race is complete, still my lips shall the race when the race is complete still my lips shall repeat yet not i but through christ in me yet not i but through christ in me Our second Old Testament reading is Psalm 98, verse 1. A song. Sing to the Lord a new song. For He has done marvelous things. His right hand and His holy arm have worked salvation for Him. And our second New Testament reading is Ephesians 5, verses 18b to 20. Instead, be Filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us stand once again and sing together, Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. Oh, the deep. 
This morning, uh, we're going to have a prayer and then we'll have the offering. The offering this morning is for the Brockville Warming Center, um, which uh, I think it may actually have a new name, but certainly it is doing more things. What's it called now? Yes, thank you. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I know last year when we had our Easter service, we gave to the Cooperative Care Center and learned about how it has a new name and it is doing even more for the community. And so thank you very much for letting us know about that. So uh, it's open, uh, we think, maybe 4 to 8 a.m., 4 p.m. to 8 a.m., but uh, regardless, they have been doing great work for quite a number of years and it is good to be able to give. Uh, otherwise, we need to uh, mention a couple of things for pastoral care. Please continue to pray for Alan uh, Dullamond. I, I, I made the mistake of not mentioning which Alan last week. Alan Adama is doing, doing great. Um, and he ha- his ticker is doing fine. Um, Alan Dullamond is waiting for a pacemaker. And we would like to hear uh, a time for that, a day for that, sooner rather than later. Right? Yeah, so that Alan can be up to his old hijinks in, in, in greater, greater uh, detail. Uh, also, we wanted to let you know uh, that Sherry Graves' son-in-law, so this is Marlene's husband, Phil, um, had a heart attack uh, just yesterday. It was thankfully not a super major heart attack. It was relatively mild. Hmm? Friday. It was Friday. Friday. Sorry, thank you for the clarification. Uh, so on Friday, it was not a super huge major one, but uh, he is in the hospital at KGH awaiting some more tests and so on. Um, and so please be in prayer for Phil and for Marlene and for the rest of the family there as well. All right, let's come to God in congregational prayer. Father in heaven, thank you so much again for drawing us together. Lord, thank you that we can be family with one another. Lord, we... <laughs> We all know that family is both a beautiful thing and sometimes a complicated thing. Uh, But Lord, we are grateful for our families regardless of how smoothly things are going or how difficult they may be. We are just grateful for one another and for you, our God. Lord, we pray very much for 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 the family that is humanity this world over. We pray for all of the various struggles in this world, whether they be, uh, whether they be physical wars or whether they be 
battles on other fronts, whether they be economic or social, whether they be uh, health or uh, faith, religion. Lord, regardless, we pray, we pray very much that you would be with the people of this world. Father, we pray that it would be a blessed new year for all the peoples of the earth. We pray very particularly here close to home. We pray for Alan. We pray that you will uh, bless him with a uh, time and date to get his surgery soon and that uh, he will be right as rain very soon. We pray too that you will be with Phil. We thank you for doctors and other healthcare workers so much that they can intervene and help out in these kind of situations. We pray that Phil would be feeling better very soon and that he too would be right as rain. And Father, we pray also for the Cooperative Care Center of Brockville. We thank you for the work that they have done for years and years as the Brockville Warming Center, and we thank you for how they have been able to expand their services and work. We pray that these offerings that we bring would be pleasing to you, O God. That they would go to multiply your kingdom come in this world. And last, O God, but not least, we pray that as we come to the Scriptures soon and as we send children out to Sunday school soon, we pray that in both of those instances, you would open our hearts to hear what you would have us hear, that we would grow, grow, and be closer to you and to one another. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'll invite the uh, deacons to come forward for the offering, and uh, we will hear Faithful One presented by uh, Gwyneth and Nikki. Uh, This is Nikki's first time on a praise team, by the way, so that's cool. Not to make you uh, feel awkward or anything. I do that to people, though. So, anyways, uh, we're grateful for that, for sure. Uh, Deacons, you may come forward for the offering, and then after the song... We'll send the kids out for Sunday school.
again and again. You are my rock in times of trouble. You lift me up when I fall down. All through the for Sunday school, we're going to have just the uh, like JK grade one-ish, or JKSK and grade one? Okay, JKSK grade one uh, off to Sunday school. The rest of you are stuck with me. Our scripture for the message this morning is Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 25. This is what the Lord says to us through the author of Hebrews. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, his body, And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. And let us Thank the Lord for that scripture reading. Thanks be to God. Yeah, yeah, thanks. The word of the Lord. Amen. Sorry about that. Um, Brothers and sisters, uh, this morning we're hearing about a new way. And and it's a a new way, and and yet it's not in a way, of course. This is the, the new way that our parents and our grandparents and our great-grandparents and generations and generations of Christ followers before us have been preaching for at least a couple of thousand years. It's a new way, but it's an old way. And the reason that it is still a new way, even though it is 2,000 years old, is that people still persist in trying to live in the old way. 
People try to live in the old way. Listen to what the author of Hebrews talks about earlier. Right? He talks about this. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. It is a new way because we persist in being like the people of Israel because we are human just as they were. We persist in thinking all kinds of erroneous and terrible things. We persist in thinking, for example, that somehow we can earn our way into God's favor. That we can somehow, if we behave well enough, that God will be okay with us. God will tolerate us. And then when we, when we recognize that we can't behave that well, then, then we try to do things to make up for it, to sacrifice somehow. If I, if I just serve God better, if I just am more grateful to God, if I, just, if I confess all my sins more vehemently and passionately, if I, if I lay all those things before God, then maybe God will forgive me. If I protect myself, if I protect my family from all the evil of this world, if I, if I do all these things, create my little bubble with my delusions of being able to make my own righteousness and my false ideas of keeping everybody safe from everything that is evil and my thoughts of sacrificing enough, then I'll be okay. It's all rooted in what we would call works-based righteousness. Theologians have been talking about that for years, for centuries. This idea that we persistently have. That either we're really not that bad after all, and if we just work hard enough and do good enough, then we'll be okay. If we sacrifice enough, if we keep our eyes and ears closed from the evil, somehow we'll be okay. And because we persist in that, the new way of Jesus Christ is still a new way. It is still a new way. Think, think about the prophets. Think about Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and think about all the minor prophets and think about how when they were called by God to start their mission, so many of them received a vision, received a vision from God in, in which they saw not the face of God himself, but, but some of them even just the, the, the glory of the train of his robe in the throne room. And they cried out, 
Woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips from a people of unclean lips. They could not approach the throne of God. They could not approach God boldly and bravely. They could not approach God because they knew that they deserved death. They knew that they could do nothing to earn salvation. There was nothing they could do to be good enough to stand in the presence of the Holy One of Israel. But here comes the author of Hebrews. Since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, into the very presence of God, by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, opened for us through the curtain, right? The curtain that separates the holy from the, the holy of holies, right? That curtain was torn into literally while Jesus hung on the cross. But it is also torn into because God has led us through into His holy sanctuary through Jesus. Since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. We, we can come into the very presence of God boldly, right? Not, not, not arrogantly, right? Like, not like, hey God, yo, what's up, right? No, but like, yes, with reverence, but He is our Father, and not just a God who is so far removed and holy that we cannot approach Him. We come with awe and reverence boldly and safely and securely, knowing that God wants to see us. God wants to talk with us. God wants to visit with us. God wants to counsel us. God wants to change us. God wants to help us. God wants to be in deep and beautiful relationship with us. And so we can come without fear. You know, when I, when I grew up, and I, I've told this before, and, and I, I, I say it with some caveats, Right, I grew up in the Christian Reformed Church, and I know some of you have had similar experiences. And I, and I don't blame my pastors growing up. I, I don't really actually honestly remember whether they actually said these things or not. But somehow, growing up, I got the impression that, that I was totally depraved, which is what we believe, yes. Um, but our, for some reason... I felt like that got hammered home big time. And so the message I ended up with was, you are a grovelly, pathetic worm. And if, if you work hard enough and you behave well enough, if you do all of the things that God requires of, you, of us in the Ten Commandments and throughout the law of God, if you do those things, then God might deign to forgive you. 
And, of course, I learned that not only was that not really our theology as a Christian Reformed Church, but that that was profoundly not who God is. I learned, of course, that God loves us. God loves us no matter what. God loves us even when we do terrible things. The evidence of that is clear. Jesus came and he died for us, the Bible says, while we were still his enemies, while we were still doing terrible things to God. Jesus loved us and died for us. But then for a long time I thought, well, God loves me, but God has to love me because God is love. So it's like, "Ah, I love you. Right? He has to. He's obligated to love me. And maybe you've thought the same way. But then it, it comes out <laughs> that in the Scriptures, God says that He knew us before the foundation of the world and He chose us. He, he predestined us. He saw us. He knit us together in our mother's wombs. He planned in advance good things to do. And you don't dislike someone that you have invested so much in. It was Kieran's fault, right? I've told you this before, if you remember. It was Kieran's fault that I realized that God likes me. Because, because a few years ago, we were sitting, I think, at the kitchen table, and, and I was listening to her, and she, oh, she just cracked me up. She was so funny. I was laughing and laughing, and I thought, man, she sounds just like me. <laughs> and then I thought, I like her. <laughs> I guess that means maybe I like me. And I realized, right, that, that just as I really God, but just as God created Kieran through me and through Gwyneth, and just as God had given her gifts and wonderful things about her, and just as I took delight in her and our other kids, don't worry, love you guys too, right? Um, That so too, God takes delight in you and me, right? Right? He doesn't look at us and go, well, really honestly, you're kind of disappointing, but I have to love you, so away we go. Right? No, no, no. He looks at you and he says, man, you are awesome. I did a good job with you. You're really cool. I like you. Right? He likes us. He loves us. He forgives us if we just ask and come to Him. And so we can come boldly before the throne because God crafted us. God created us. God walked with us. God died for us. God redeemed us. God rose again for us. God cleansed us and made us holy. This is what the author goes on to say, right? That in Jesus Christ we are made holy. We are made holy. Holy. Our hearts are clean. Our bodies are washed. We hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And this is where we come in for one another. 
right? This is where community, the, the family of God, brothers and sisters in Christ, this is where we come in for for one another, right? Because the author continues to say, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. I mean, we look around this world and we feel like so many things are at stake right now. It feels like a dangerous and difficult world. And, and of course, I have no idea when God is going to return in Jesus Christ. Um, I just don't know, right? And it doesn't really matter. Every moment of every day is a day closer to Christ's return. In, in the meantime, though, I do know that my call and your call, our call together, is to think about and to spur one another on to good deeds while we gather together. Now, hopefully, we don't have to gather together through the internet exclusively too much anymore. Hopefully, we're beyond that, at least for the time being. But regardless, you are so important to me. And Lord willing, you are so important to you. We are so important to each other. But we can't spur one another on to good deeds if we never think about how to do that. Right? That's why the author says, consider how to spur one another on to good deeds. If we never think about that, we're never going to do it. And then thinking about it, we can't just think about it. We need to actually do it. We need to sit down with each other and say to each other, hey, how are you doing? How, how, how is serving God going in your life? What does it look like? How can I help? Can I help? Maybe you can help me. Right? And that's tough to do. Especially when we live in different places, we work in different places. Some of us have kids in school, some of us don't. Some of us are older, some of us are younger. We're all over the place. And so we need to consciously and conscientiously do this. Spur one another on. Don't give up meeting together. Encourage one another. Brothers and sisters, it's funny. Well, not really. It's interesting that the author of Hebrews puts these two things together. He puts approaching the throne of God boldly and courageously together with spurring one another on and gathering together. It is an inherently essential part of the image of God that we bear. We were created to be in loving, intimate relationship with God. And we were created to be in loving, intimate relationship with each other.
That is the image of God in us. We are created also to care for this world, to steward its resources, to take care of the garden that God gave us. And together, we can do all of those things through the power of Jesus Christ. But apart from one another, we're not even doing one of the top two things. Right? Remember what Jesus said? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Brothers and sisters, let this be for us a year of love. Let it be a year of community. Let it be a year of boldly approaching the throne of God. Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you so very much for your son, Jesus Christ, who came and lived as one of us, who died as one of us, who rose again as one of us, and who also, O oh God, at the same time was you, is you, always has been you. Great three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We pray, O oh God, that just as you live in loving and intimate community within yourself, that we too would come to know and grow in community with you and with each other and with the people of this world. That we may care for this world and all that you have made and that we may do so that we may do so in loving and intimate relationship with you and each other. May this indeed be a year of love for us, for your name's sake. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Our hymn of response is a hymn of rededication. Have thine own way. Let it be a prayer as you stand and sing this, if you are able, that we would indeed allow God, welcome God, invite God, just thrive in the presence of God, having God's own way in us. Let us stand and sing. thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy
Scripture reading, our final scripture reading for today is Revelation 21, verse 1 to 5a, in which we read, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and He will dwell with them. They will be His people, and God Himself will be with them and be their God. He will, give, he will wipe every tear from their eyes, there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who, has, who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. May this be the year. Um, oh, I started in the wrong place. Excuse me. God says, Behold, I am making everything new in this new year. Let us move forward with the confidence our new name gives, with a new song in our hearts and on our lips, with the new way before us, and with our eyes fixed on the horizon when Christ will return and make a new heaven and a new earth. May, May this, this be, be the, the year. year. Maranatha, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Let us sing as our parting hymn, Hosanna. <coughs> Generation rising. rising. 
to take their place with selfless faith. With selfless faith. I see a near revival stirring as we pray and seek. We're on our knees. We're on This may sound somewhat new to some of you. Uh, Nikki and I will sing through the verse and the chorus, and then you're welcome to join us. You will catch on quickly, I'm sure. Come, Holy Ghost, Creator blessed, and in our hearts take up thy rest. Come with thy grace and heavenly aid to fill our hearts which thou hast made. To fill our hearts which thou hast made. Be not afraid. Where you go, there I am with you. Come, Holy Ghost, Creator blessed, and in our hearts take up thy rest. Come with thy grace and heavenly aid to fill our hearts which thou hast made, to fill our hearts which thou hast made. Be not 
not afraid. Where you go, there I am with you. Oh, comforter, to thee we cry. Thou heavenly gift of God most high. Thou fount of life and fire of love and sweet anointing from above and sweet anointing from above. Be not afraid. Where you go, there I am with you. Be not afraid. from them both proceed be not Be not afraid. 